And as you are turning there this morning, if you're able to, let's stand this morning for the reading of the Word of God. Matthew 15, kind of an unusual title that the Lord led me to this morning for our message. And a lot of times we find ourselves in situations that we would say, boy, this is a crummy situation. But if you notice, it's not entitled this morning, Crummy, it's Crumby. And hopefully you'll see that this morning. But as Brother Larry just sang this morning, and anytime we sing, we sing for the Lord. To God be the glory. Uh, as we sing, the message is for Him. But as we sing this morning, and Brother Larry led us to understand, sometimes it takes a mountain. I wonder what it's going to take in some of our lives for God to get our attention. And today we're going to look at a woman that her mountain was her own child. God was using her child to bring him to himself. And I want you to see this this morning as we look in chapter number 15, beginning in verse number 21. The Bible says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast, cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But Jesus answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole. Don't miss that. Her daughter was made what? Whole. From that very hour. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your wonder-working power. And thank you that sometimes, although we would not order it or orchestrate it, sometimes, Lord, you bring us to a mountain so that you can get a hold of our hearts, that you can get our attention. Lord, I pray that you'd be with everyone here this morning. Although the message is about a mother, I believe it's for everyone. Lord, may we listen and may we be doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this morning. What a situation this morning. A mother who brought her child to Jesus. She was like many. She was sorrowful. She was seeking help for her child. But I see in this passage that she becomes a satisfied mother because she found something in Jesus. You know, again, there's Nothing like a mother's love. 
There's just nothing like it. She's not only the giver of life, and we understand that God gives life, but the mother is the one who really goes down into the depths of, of travail to bring that child into this world. And she not only is the giver of life, but she's the protector, and she's also the nurturer of her children. Abraham Lincoln said years ago, all that I am or ever will be, I owe to my mother. That's what he said about his mom. The passage today, we see a story about a mother. A mother who would do anything for her child. I've known mothers like that. My own mother has gone beyond what I would consider what a mother would do. The passage talks about this mother who was desperate Desperate enough that she would seek out the Lord Jesus because of the affliction of her child. You see, all of us have needs in our lives. Everyone this morning probably has some need that, that you are asking God to meet that need, but her need this day was her own child. She didn't know how. She didn't know by what way, but she knew that that need needed to be met. In the midst of her problem, she realized, maybe from all that people were saying, that there was someone that could help her. There is someone that could possibly do something for her daughter that no one else had been able to do. And that person is Jesus. She was desperate for God to work in her daughter's life, and she came to the Lord, and it's interesting that in this passage today, and even with the title, she wasn't asking for a whole loaf of bread. She was just asking for some crumbs. She was just wanting whatever she could get from the Lord. This morning, can I tell you that a crumb from the Lord is better than anything that this world has to offer. She came wanting something. See, there was hope in her in her eyes and in her heart as she came to Jesus. And no matter what your situation is today, no matter how your children are today, can I tell you that there is still hope in Jesus? You see, today, as in every day of our lives, I'll tell you this, God has always held the key to whatever problem we have. And I want you to see this morning a mother's petition. She began to petition in verse 22, the Bible says, she cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Well, look, she came to the Lord. She was one that came because of her daughter's condition. Her child is grievously vexed. This isn't something that was in the past. And the wording there, grievously vexed, means that her daughter was possessed of a devil. This devil had control on her child's life. I mean, this mother was very desperate because her daughter, probably many times like that, that one that we know as the maniac of Gadara, her daughter probably had been acting out in violence and been angry and, and very volatile at times. No one could probably help her or contain her. And so she came to the Lord in her petition. But notice, as she came, she cried. Now, the wording there. When she cried unto the Lord, literally means that she began to shout at the Lord. I don't believe she did it in disrespect. 
but she had to get his attention. I think about in our lives when we find ourselves in situations. We don't have to shout at the Lord, but I can tell you this, that if you call unto the Lord, He will hear you. And we see this mother, as she cried out to the Lord, she was frantic. She was heartbroken over the condition of her child, and she was determined to do whatever she could to help the need that her daughter has. And so she came to the Lord, she cried out to the Lord, and she called unto Him. The Bible says in Mark 7, 25, a certain woman, and this is the same passage parallel to what we see in Matthew 15, this woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, she heard of him, and she came and fell at his feet. Maybe she heard how Jesus had healed that one that I mentioned a minute ago, that, that one that was no one could tame, that he was living among the tombs, the one that was cutting himself. And yet when he met Jesus, the Bible says they found him sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. You see, the power of God is still available today. God can still change a life. Oftentimes what doctors and others cannot do, the Lord is able to do. We find that maybe the mother heard that Jesus had helped this one that was driven by demons and she came to him Listen, and the passage mentions it. She came to him by faith. She had hope that Jesus could do something for her daughter, maybe something that dead religion had been powerless to give to her child. She had a need. And I think in the passage I saw clearly that she believed in her heart at this point of desperation that the only hope and the only help that she was going to get was going to come from Jesus. And so she comes to him. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus said these words, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is still inviting us to come to him. Hebrews 4, 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This morning I see a, a mother's petition, but I see that as she petitioned the Lord, notice that she was very persistent. I see her persistence, how she comes and asks for help. And listen, when she doesn't receive the right response or maybe what she was looking for, you know what she did? She stayed after it. She stayed after the Lord until she got what she came for. Folks, that's persistence. You know, it's, it's a good thing to understand that God wants to hear from us more than one time. That God's looking for us to continue asking, to continue to come to the throne of grace, to find that help that we have so desperate in our lives in a time of need. And as she came and she petitioned him, listen, you have to understand, as you look at the passage in the Word of God this morning, there were obstacles in her life, and she noticed, first of all, she, uh, uh, those obstacles were encountered. What kind of obstacles did this woman encounter? Notice, she overcame race. The Bible says in verse 22 that she was a woman of Canaan. She was a Canaanite. Now, if you go back in the Old Testament, here's what you find is, is that 
Joshua was instructed to lead the nation of Israel into the land of Canaan. And listen, he was supposed to totally destroy it. This woman was a part of that nation, that race, Deuteronomy 7.2. When the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, then shalt thou smite them and utterly destroy them. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. And this woman was a woman that was a part of that doomed race of people. But to get to Jesus, she had to overcome that race. She also overcome religion. Because listen to what she said. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of who? David. Now she comes and she makes her plea. Here's a Gentile mother crying out to the Jewish Messiah. She overcame race, but listen, she overcame religion. According to the scriptures at this time, she had no right to come to him, but she came anyways. She came to the Lord, and notice that she overcame race, she overcame religion. How about this? In the world we live in today, it is still evident that she overcame racism. You look at what the disciples said. Remember what the disciples said? Send her away. We don't want nothing to do with this woman. The Jews had no dealings with the Gentiles. I mean, it was evident there was no love lost between the two of the, those groups, and they wanted nothing to do with her. Why? Because she was not one of them. Isn't it sad today that prejudice still exists in our world? You know why? Because of sin. You see, this woman, she came. There were obstacles that that she encountered. She encountered race, and she encountered religion. She encountered racism. How about this? She overcame rejection. The Bible says in verse 24, look at it. But he answered and said unto her, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to what? To dogs. Now, you you know, you look at this and you think to yourself, Boy, Jesus' words really seem kind of harsh to this woman. Why was Jesus talking to this woman this way? Matter of fact, it probably shook her up to hear that Jesus was speaking to her this way. But interesting When you look at it, the word that the Jews would use toward the Gentiles was the word dog. Now, if you look in the original Hebrew, it's actually the word kuon. The word kuon means an unclean, filthy animal. You know, kind of like some you see roaming around on the streets of our our area. Unclean, you know, it's like you wouldn't want that mangy dog in your house, right? That's the word that they would use as a derogatory term about these people known as Gentiles. By the way, if you're not of Jewish descent today, you, like me, are a Gentile. The Bible uses the word ethnos. It talks about the nations. The Bible says of every tongue, every tribe. And understand this morning that that word was what, listen, the Jews used to describe Gentiles. But it's interesting because Jesus didn't use the word kuon. 
Now, did he call her dog? Yes. Did he use the word dog? Yes. But he called her Kunarion. He didn't call her Kuon. You say, Pastor, is this school this morning? Are we learning new words this morning? No, we're learning the Bible. Nothing wrong if you're in a Bible-believing church to learn the Word of God. And I think it's important for us to understand there is a huge distinction between a Kuon and a Kunarion because a Kuon is a filthy, unclean animal, but listen to what a Kunarion is. Most of the women would like, it's a puppy dog. In other words, it's a pet. It's a part of the family. Now listen, you've got to understand the passage here because when Jesus talked to this woman, he didn't call her Kuon. He, he, Jesus did not lower himself to the Jewish prejudice of the day. By the way, that's consistent with our God. Jesus would have never done that. He wouldn't do that to you. He wouldn't do that to this woman this morning. He was trying to indicate that he, I'm not going to call you a name. And, but one thing he did was as she called out to him, in a way what he did was he kind of instantly ignored her request. And the Bible shows us here that then he tells her that the reason that he came into this world was to reach out to and to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now the Bible tells us, it says to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You see, the gospel went to the Jew first because God's plan was always that the nation of Israel would be used of God to reach the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, we understand from the scriptures that that is not exactly what took place, but I love the fact that when Jesus kind of ignored and she was persistent, that Jesus then saw her persistence in spite of her rejection, and she overcame those obstacles, and she came to Jesus. Look at John 6, 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me, look at the words, not mine, they're Jesus's. I will in no wise cast out. Can I tell you this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, according to what Jesus said, if you come to him this morning, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter what you've done in your life, he will in no wise cast you out. He will receive you unto himself. Listen, your faith will be not be defined by what you receive from God, but it will be by what it takes to stop you from getting to God. And that's exactly what happened to this woman was she had enough faith to say, listen, I know that I'm a Gentile and I know I have no right, but I know this morning that if I can get to him, he can do something for my child that no one else can. And this morning, what is it that's stopping you from coming to Jesus? You see, I see the obstacles that she encountered, but notice I see that in spite of those obstacles, look at this, the opportunities that she embraced. The opportunities that she embraced. Look, the one thing I see in spite of Jesus kind of ignoring her request was Jesus never slammed the door in her face. He never says, listen, I can't do anything for you. As a matter of fact, going back to that parallel passage over in Mark's gospel, look at the words there in Mark 7, 27. Look at it. Jesus said unto her, let the children, what's the next word? First, be filled. 
For it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it under the dogs. Now that word first, as she heard that from Jesus, this heartbroken mother, she didn't hear, listen, that wasn't Jesus saying, no, get out of here. This mother heard that word first, and she come to understand what he was talking about. But to her, here's what it meant. It meant that seconds are available. That's what it meant to her. Hey, listen, it may not be first. He might have to deal with why he came here first. But guess what? There is something that will be available for me, for my daughter. And so what did she do? Look at verse 25. I love the words. Then came she, and what did she do? She worshipped him. She came, and she worshipped him. She found an opportunity to worship him, to grow in her faith. The Bible says in Psalm 95, verse 6, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Listen, there are going to be obstacles, but the obstacles of faith almost always turn out to be opportunities in disguise. See those obstacles. How many times do we say, listen, I just can't get over that. I can't overcome that. But when we come to the Lord, those obstacles become opportunities for us. And when we continue like this woman to seek the Lord in spite of all the hindrances, then eventually we will see, as she did, we will see God do what only God can do. You see, there was obstacles but they became opportunities. And then look at this. I see the obligations engrossed. Obligations engrossed. A lot of people at that point, when they were conversing with the Lord Jesus, a lot of people would have probably just given up. But not this woman. Not this mother. She persisted. There was too much at stake. Her little daughter needed to be delivered from the bondage in her life. She needed help. And this mother was determined to get her what she needed. And here again... Just a little crumb is all she asked. But again, that crumb from the hand of God would be enough. She was thinking, if I can only get my daughter to Jesus, and we need to be like that mother. We need to keep bringing our requests, keep bringing our needs to the Lord until God answers those prayers. I love there's a word in the New Testament. The Bible uses the word importunity, not opportunity importunity. Let me illustrate it. Somebody wants something. I know when I was a child growing up that back in the day, I'll date myself here a little bit, around Christmas time, my sisters and I, we used to get out the catalog. See, there's like three people right now who know what I'm talking about. Now, I was the youngest and the only boy, so I didn't get it first. I didn't get it second. I didn't get it third, I got it last. But the one thing good about it was I was the only boy. So what my oldest sister would do is she would sit down and she would go through that and she would put her name in there on everything she wanted for Christmas throughout that entire catalog and they used to be about that thick. I'm not kidding you. Then my middle sister she would put everything, and then my youngest sister, and then I got it. 
That's interesting because my mom and dad, like many folks back then, my mom and dad, when they named all of us, our first name starts with the letter D. Our second name, middle name, all begins with the letter M. And our last name at that time, because none of my sisters were married, all began with the letter K. So you couldn't use your initials. Because I didn't want my mom and dad thinking that I wanted a doll for Christmas. And so I would go through there, but I was sure glad I was the only boy because the things that I wanted, they hadn't put in their names by any of the stuff that I wanted. And so I put my name down there. But you know, that wasn't enough because you know what I did? I kept bringing it up again. Hey, mom, listen, over there on that page right there, you see that right there? I got to have that G.I. Joe right there. I got to have that. I got to have that slinky right there. I need that new uh, wagon right there. I mean, I I pointed out, and I just didn't do it once or twice. I mean, I continued. I was persistent. That's what importunity is. It's not asking one time. It's asking over and over and over again. And when you look at what Jesus said, not what our church says, not what the preacher says. The Bible says in Matthew 7, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, notice, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And he that knocketh, it shall be opened unto you. You notice why those words have E-T-H on the end of them? Because you don't just go... God, I need you. No, here's what the woman was doing. My daughter's sick. My daughter's sick. My daughter's sick. My daughter's sick. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. I need. Listen, she was not going to stop. She, those obligations, she engrossed those obligations. And as a result of her persistence and as a result of her petition, I love this. And I hope every mom's listening this morning. Notice thirdly, the mother's prize. Look at verse 28. Because after her persistence, Jesus answered. And here's what he says to her. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Notice the response to her faith, this amazing depth of the faith that Jesus had tested her. And you know what she did? She passed the test. She had great faith in God. She passed it with flying colors. Here's a Gentile that had more faith than the Jewish believers of her day, more faith than the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes of the day. She had an exciting faith and there was a response But notice, I love this, the reward to her faith that God gave her, Jesus gave her what she asked for, that her little girl was healed by the Son of God that day, that she was made whole. And the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God. And by the way, ladies, you can put a she right there. He or she that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, you and I, we can bring our requests to the Lord. We can make them become known to God. But listen, don't ask God amiss. Pray believing that God can work and God can heal and God can help you in your life. Whatever the opportunity, God will grow you. God will test you. Whatever the mountain is, God will bring it to you. And if God can do all these things, and certainly, listen, this morning, 
God can meet your needs. Whatever it is you have in your life today, you see, He can take whatever is wrong in your life and He can make it right. Just a little crumb. That's all she asked for. A little crumb from the Lord's table. What a crumby situation. See, I don't know what you need today, but I know there's a God that knows. God knows what you need in your life. Do you need to be saved today? Do you need a mountain to be moved in your life today? Do you need to be restored by the Lord today? Maybe restored back to fellowship with God? Maybe you've been away from the Lord. No matter what you need, you can come to Jesus. And Jesus will hear you. And in faith, you'll receive what it is that you come for. The Bible says again, look at verse 28. Jesus said, oh, great is thy faith. I love these words. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. What started as a crumby situation turned into a full meal deal. Let's bow our heads this morning with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. The songwriter years ago wrote the song, Come and dine, the master calleth. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitudes turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now. Come and dine. If you're here this morning, oh, the Lord is calling unto you. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. What's the need in your life today? What is it that you have need of? And can I tell you this morning, he is still the great physician. And he is still the one that can meet every need that you have. I wonder this morning, mothers and everyone in this auditorium, I wonder how desperate you are to get to Jesus today. Do you know Him as your Savior? Have you come to the place in your life that you put your faith in Him and Him alone? I wonder this morning, as you sit there with your heads bowed and eyes closed, how many of you could be honest with the Lord this morning? No one's looking around. How many of you could say, I know that there's been a time in my life that I've asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin, to come into my heart and be my Savior and I know that I'm trusting in Christ and Christ alone for eternity. How many of you could slip your hand up as a testimony that you're saved? What a wonderful sight this morning. Some of you could not put your hand up. There hasn't been a time that you have done that. Jesus has given you the opportunity here this morning. Oh, don't leave today. Don't leave without accepting the greatest gift that was ever given, and that was the Son of God. Jesus came to give his life so that everyone, everyone could have a home in heaven someday. Let's stand this morning with our heads bowed. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed. The piano's playing this morning. If you need to be saved this morning, why don't you step out this morning with our heads bowed and eyes closed? Why don't you come down to what we call an altar, a place of dying to self. Jesus is tenderly calling. Why don't you come this morning? Come to Jesus. Moms, dads, teenagers, if you need to be saved this morning, 
why don't you come? We'll have a lady with a lady or a man with a man. Take the Bible and show you how you can have a home in heaven. If you couldn't raise your hand earlier, it's because you don't know for sure. We have some that have already responded. If God is speaking to you this morning, don't put him off. Don't push away the Lord. Why don't you accept him today? Welcome him into your life. How many of you with your heads bowed would say, Pastor, I have a real need in my life right now. Just like that mother in the passage this morning, I have a desperate need that I've got to get to Jesus. How many of you would slip your hand up? I have a need. I see those hands. God sees those hands. Why don't you come this morning? Say, Lord, I can't do anything about this situation, but I know you can. Why don't you come this morning and ask him to take that situation? This is why we're here this morning. Did you come to spend some time with the Lord? Or do you want to just carry it back with you? Get back in your car, go back home, go to work this week. Or do you want to leave that burden, leave that need with yourself? Why don't you leave it with Jesus? This mother, oh, she was desperate. She was persistent. But if you ask her, I guarantee you, she probably would have said this, it was worth it all. Because Jesus, Jesus made my daughter whole. He changed our lives. And he wants to change your life. The piano plays with your heads bowed, your eyes closed. God speaking to your heart this morning, why don't you come? Why don't you come? Do business with God.